There's a passage in uh, St. Paul's letter to the Romans. And I'd like to read that passage to you before we begin, or as we begin. And I do believe it starts in verse 12 of chapter 10, verse 12 of chapter 10 of uh, this great letter. And the Apostle Paul writes, there is no difference between Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. That call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all believed the gospel for Isaiah, the prophet says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. And you see the Apostle Paul three times uses the word call. In verse 12, unto all that call upon Jesus, in verse 14, how, how then shall they call on him they have not believed? Uh, and uh, verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How many of us have been saved this morning? Seem like tryptophan did something to your hands. Thanksgiving. Let's try that again. How many of us have been saved by the blood of the Lamb this morning? I was just thinking about uh, when I was saved at a real tender age. I was 19, 20, around in there. And my life had come to a crux. I was at a crossroads in my life as a young man. Very confused. Very lost. 
Uh, and um, in fact, I was so confused that I did not know I was confused. Everybody been through something like that? You're just so confused, so afraid, so tender at that age to be swayed by uh, influences beyond my control, so dark, so lost as a young kid running around the projects in Harbor City, in and out of jail seven times. Um, and on drugs that compared to fentanyl and all the stuff running around in the streets today were uh, like candy. But so confused and so scared until uh, Jesus just picked me up from the nape of my neck and pulled me out of darkness and put me into his marvelous light. And on the way over here, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that on the way over here. I was so, so lost in my identity. And um, so afraid of what I could become. And the influences of strange, strange evil demons in the little garage where we did drugs and things that I won't even mention sitting in the county jail, curled up in a corner, afraid of a man wearing woman's undergarments. Stayed awake all night, fearful. But God rescued this young man, and the rest is uh, salvation history in my life. And and, and I know why I'm saying that, but I'm just thankful for the beautiful feet of my father who reassured me one night, totally, completely out of it on drugs, that there was hope for this young man. Because honestly, I was hopeless. And then I didn't even know anything about the word hopeless or hope, just lost. But as I read this scripture, it reminds me that St. Paul, as he is arrested by Jesus Christ on his way to persecute Christians, and as he gives his heart to Jesus and comes to know the Lord, and from a life of despair is brought by the Holy Spirit, the anointing power of God upon his life, as he called out to Jesus, and Jesus met him on the road to Damascus and transformed his life. A passionate commitment to Messiah Yeshua, whom he persecuted with the same passion that he persecuted Jesus Christ. He lived for Jesus. And as he begins to write to the Roman church out of prison with uh, an ankle chain attached to a Praetorian guard 
and his feet, bare feet, shuffling uh, on the cement of the prison cell he was in. He reaches back into the prophet Isaiah from where he borrows this verse about the beautiful feet. And the prophet Isaiah says, how beautiful upon the mountains, the mountains, are the feet of those that bring good news, glad tidings, good news. How beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news, that proclaim shalom, that proclaim peace, irene. And then he repeats it, that bring good tidings of Good things, good things. See, the word good is used there three times. That is that whenever anybody's feet bring the good news that Jesus can turn your darkness into light, that when you open your heart and embrace the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ that can transform a lost sinner, that when Jesus comes into someone's life, quit staring into, listen, quit staring into the wall. Pay attention. That when Jesus turns our life into joy, that's good stuff. The goodness of the Lord that comes into a lost sinner's life brings good things like joy and peace and faith and hope. Good things. There's nothing as good as the spiritual things that come into our life when Jesus transforms us and changes us out of the darkness of drug addiction, out of the darkness of abuse, out of the darkness of racism and, and hatred for no reason at all, out of the darkness of a lack of identity and complete confusion, that you're, we're, there's some of us in here today that are open to the words, uh, to the words and the world of the devil's authority, which tries to claim and put a claim upon you. But God created you for Himself, and you won't be happy until you find God in your life. God didn't create you for you. God didn't create you for the people that are trying to mess around with your brain and turning you into something that you're not, that you weren't made to be. God created you for the peace of God that passes all understanding through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm glad we're all here this morning. It says, blessed are uh -uh, the feet of those that bring good tidings. How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good tidings that proclaim peace between you and God where there was enmity before, where you hated God. Not because God hated you or me, but because we don't want to walk in God's ways, but God's ways are the best ways for us to walk in. And how beautiful are the feet that walk in the ways of God, not in the ways of evil. Brother, it's falling asleep on me. It, it does sound good. The words do have a sing-song effect. But woe unto the somnambulists. 
beautiful feet. And, and, and Isaiah, the prophet, says, what beautiful feet. The beautiful feet. Now notice this. This is Yom Kippur today. The Feast of Lights. For the Jewish people, our forebearers in the faith. Let everybody know that Gentile Christians, whoever we are, we're branches on a tree called Judaism. Christianity is not a standalone. We owe our debt and faith to Almighty God for the Jewish people. May God save Israel. May God save the people of Israel. And, and out of, and out of uh, deference, out of deference, out of spiritual deference to uh, the tree that holds us, I'd like to pronounce these words of beautiful feet in the language they were written in and see if you can pick out one word out of there. Manawu al-Hecharim reglaim mabaser masmiya Yeshua. Omer lezion malak elohaik, which means how beautiful are the feet of those that bring good tidings, that publish peace, the peace of God that comes beyond all understanding, the peace of God that comes to a human heart when they ask Jesus to forgive them of their sins and Jesus cleans their sins away and replaces their mind with a mind full of peace between them and God. Beautiful feet that bring their family and their friends to know Jesus. Not just the beautiful feet of our missionaries in Peru. Not just the beautiful feet of our missionary Romulo Saunye, who 28 years ago, his beautiful feet stood in the square plaza of Ayacucho and he was gunned down by communist terrorists standing in his own blood. How beautiful are the feet of Romulo Saunye. May his name live in the history of missions of Mission Ebenezer Family Church. Out of every drop of his blood, may a church, may a house church spring up in the mountaintops of Ayacucho. Out of every drop of his blood, may another missionary stand up to carry the gospel from Peru to France, from Peru to Los Angeles. Los Angeles needs missionaries. South Bay needs missionaries. And I bless God for our missionaries here. Mom and dad trying to win your children to Christ, dedicating your babies to Jesus Christ this morning. How beautiful are your feet for bringing them to church. Hey, there's nothing out there in the world for you, son. I know you don't even want to be here today. Your mom and dad dragged you here. But I tell you what, how beautiful are those feet that brought you here. That someday when you're in jail, you'll be thinking about the beautiful feet that told you there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. And you can revert back to what they said and you can thank God that you heard about Jesus. Oh, I'll tell you what, turn before you burn. Beautiful feet. The beautiful feet of St. Bartholomew, one of the apostles who in present day
Asia, Azerbaijan. I stood by his urn in the Greek Orthodox Church, gilded with gold. His bones and ashes were in there, St. Bartholomew, his beautiful feet. Why are they beautiful? Because they razored off the skin of his body and they razored off the skin of his feet for the blood of Jesus Christ and they threw salt on his body and he passionately gave his heart to Jesus Christ, proclaiming through the only thing that was unflayed, which were his lips, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our God reigns. How beautiful are the feet of Jean Hus, who was burned at the stake for believing in Jesus Christ in Europe, burned at the stake, who cried out while he was burning, turn me over, I'm done on this side. How beautiful are those feet that sizzled in the flames. How beautiful are the feet of St. Paul, who at Lystra was stoned, and only his feet protruded from the rocks that were piled upon him, left for dead. How beautiful are the feet of those people. Now, why are they beautiful? Why are the feet beautiful? Because they're pedicured? Why are they beautiful? Because they colored them green? with the toes in black, with little diamonds stuck on them? Is that why they're beautiful? No, keep doing that. Feet look good. At least they get clean once a month. No, how beautiful are the feet of your baby? Every toe so perfect. How beautiful are the feet of my grandchildren, of my grandson, the oldest one, playing football. How beautiful. No, it's not talking about aesthetic beauty. When it says beautiful, it talks about the passionate, determined perseverance, the endurance over mountaintops, the endurance in valleys, the endurance in the alleys of Los Angeles and the boulevards of Cabrini Green in Chicago, endurance on the mountaintops of Peru, Colombia, Walking the streets of Colombia, there are missionaries, the Bartels, uncovering babies from newspapers, laying in the streets that nobody wants, and turning them into an orphanage that Mission Ebenezer supports and supports with your money. Beautiful feet that go to places that you and I could never go to. They're beautiful because of the message. They're beautiful because of the endurance. They're beautiful because of the calluses and the perseverance that it took to start Mission Ebenezer on the corner of Torrance and Figueroa. Beautiful are the feet of people that brought in money to buy this property but didn't use the money to go to Hawaii and build giant mansions. Beautiful are the feet of people that pay the price to make this a place that you could come to and listen to the word of God and give us an option in life. How beautiful the, pre- the feet of our preachers, of our pastor leading this congregation through COVID, through an outside tabernacle. Finally, we're inside praising God, worshiping God. Things take sacrifices. Why are the feet beautiful? You tell me. Why are they beautiful? Because of aesthetic reasons? You don't even know what aesthetic means. Aesthetic means beautiful. No. It's a metaphor. Uh-huh. 
It's a metaphor. Bro, don't go to sleep on me, man. Take your insulin before you come to church. Please, man. Please. Beautiful. Feet that come to deliver us, it says. How beautiful are the feet of the master who reaching back into the Isianic scroll in his synagogue which was delivered to him and when he opened up the scroll Jesus found the place where it was written the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and Jesus gave it again to the minister, and Jesus sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fastened on Jesus. And Jesus began his sermon that day. This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. The Messiah, Jesus, the anointed word of God, Yeshua, the salvation, the deliverer, the captain of our salvation. Jesus Christ, the answer to all men's problems. Jesus Christ, the answer to nations at war. Jesus Christ, the kitchen battles taking place and politics in the kitchen and people hating each other in the south of the United States of America. Jesus Christ in every city, every boulevard, every avenue where people leave empty syringes in the alleyways of Los Angeles who think they can find hope at the end of a syringe only to find that they end up in an insane asylum because fentanyl mixed with heroin just does not work. It drives you mad. But Jesus Christ has come to deliver those that are hurting, to deliver the brokenhearted by COVID, to deliver the brokenhearted by family members gone the wrong way, to bring hope to those that pray and God doesn't answer when we want. Oh, man. Praise God for those beautiful feet. Praise God for those beautiful feet. It doesn't matter what it takes. That mother that goes to court to get her kid out of jail because the friends didn't show up. Or beautiful feet of people that lost their jobs and someone came to let you know there's hope. Beautiful feet of those that came to drop food baskets to the homeless on Lomita Boulevard and Vermont. God bless the beautiful feet of our little team that went out there with Pastor T to feed turkey dinner to the homeless out there. God bless the beautiful feet of the people here that ate the turkey dinner before they took it. Bless the Lord for his goodness. Bless the Lord that it says right there at the end of that passage, Yeshua Omer Lezion Malak Elohayik. Blessed is God who reigns 
our God reigns. Our God is in control. Your God is in control, beloved. The situation seems in your life to be out of control, but let me let you know, God is completely in control of what you're going through in the name of Jesus Christ. And God has the answer to bring us through, to bring all of us through. Our God reigns. God rules. Does God rule in your life? Have you allowed God to sit in the throne of your heart or are we still sitting in God's chair? Running our lives the way we think we ought to run them. Acting like we're our own ruler. Driven by pride and arrogance. Driven by cheating and stealing. All of us dishonest in our own way, in our own thinking, all of us beset by pride. Refusing to abdicate the chair that belongs to God at the middle of our heart. How beautiful are the feet of those that carry the good news. What is the message that made feet beautiful? Isaiah says it's good news. In the old days, when the only way to bring good news was through feet that fly in ancient Greece. Are you paying attention? In ancient Greece, it was the fleet of foot that brought good news of a victory won. 200 miles away who brought good news to a kingdom beset by oppression to say we won the victory there's deliverance on the way we're no longer subject to the enemy we're no longer tied to the chains of the devil that binds us because some one, one place uh, outside of Jerusalem, long time ago, a man's feet were crushed on the cross of Calvary. Beautiful feet that were crushed by nails to take the sin that you and I do upon himself to bring us deliverance and liberty from the chains of sin and bondage. We're no longer captive to Satan. We're no longer captive to the fear of death. We're no longer captive to personal sin. We have been set free. We are delivered from bondage. And those of us that have not yet tasted, heard the sounds of good tidings, let me say to you right now, Jesus saves if you repent and confess our sins, Jesus is faithful and just to cleanse us of our sins and to give us all righteousness. For we're justified by faith. Not by what we think, but what God has done for us by grace in Jesus Christ. Our, you're in the right place today. You're, 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 there, there's a table for you with good stuff on it. How many of us went to Thanksgiving and there was good stuff all over the place? You didn't know where to start. 
That's what it's like to be a Christian. Once you come to know Jesus, like these folks were dedicated uh, uh, today because of, they become members of the body of Christ. You don't know where to start. Don't start with dessert. Some people are reaching out for the cherry pie and the pumpkin pie and, and reaching out for all the good stuff until somebody slaps your hand and says, start with me. Start with the word of God. Start with the rima word of faith. Start with good sound doctrine. Start with reading your Bible. Start with praying. Start with talking to God. Start with making a relationship with God. Start there. Why are they beautiful? Because they proclaim peace between us and God. The enmity between me and God is over. We are no longer a living contradiction. But God has brought shalom to our homes. And what was once just a house is now a home because Jesus lives in it. Why are the feet beautiful? Because they bring good news of good things. Oh, don't you hate the feet of the detective that comes to knock on the door? Says, we got bad news for you. We found your son dead under a bridge overpass, overdosed on drugs. That's bad news. But how about the good news of someone that comes to church and said, we found your son in the church house, kneeling at the altar with his hands up, worshiping the living God. Now that's good news. Your, dad, your daughter that was lost and was in prison, she is now found in the church house, praising God. Don't look at me like that. See, the trouble with masks is that all you see is them crazy eyes looking around like that, that looking at each other, fishy eyes. You don't know whether they're mischievous or whether they're joyful. All you see is an eyebrow twitch every now and then. I'm just playing. Keep... Keep the mask on. Some of us need it. You know, a mask can hide a multitude of sins. Big old chap lips and all kinds. Of, oh, I don't have to put my lipstick on. Put your lipstick on anyway. Be a hypocrite. Good news. What else does... Beautiful feet, do they bring joy? Don't the feet of Jesus bring joy in the Holy Spirit? Gladness and praise in the Holy Spirit? Goodness? Hallelujah. Celebration of praise? Celebrating a good God? God is good. And all the time. You know, there's something about the word good. Doesn't have to be fabulous. Doesn't have to be 
outrageous. Doesn't have to be fantastic. How does that taste? Fantastic. Did you like it? Amazing. No, just good. It's just good. Vanilla ice cream is just good. You can't say much about vanilla ice cream, but would you put it together with cherry pie? Now that's good. And all we get from God is just plain goodness. The goodness of the Lord. What else comes with beautiful feet? The message of redemption, that no matter how much you've sinned, no matter how much wrong you've done, no matter how wayward you are, no matter how desperate you are, no matter how full of darkness you are, God loves you the way you are because he is a good God. And he wants you. You don't have to change for God. Come as you are. God will change you. You don't have to change for God. Come as you are. God will change you. What else comes with good, uh, beautiful feet? Yeshua, the salvation. Did you just hear the word Yeshua in the Hebrew we were saying? It comes out clearly, huh? Because the word Joshua means salvation. Yeshua means salvation. Salvation is of the Lord. Those are the things that make feet beautiful. And then Jesus stands up and says, the prophecy of Isaiah, a beautiful feet bringing deliverance to Israel, the people of God, is this. Our God reigns. God is in control of your life. Don't worry. Don't worry, mija. Don't worry, mija. It may seem out of control to you for one reason or another, but the Bible is telling us that God is still on the throne. God reigns. Preach the acceptable year of the Lord. St. Paul then takes up the theme of beautiful feet from Isaiah and from Jesus. St. Paul's feet that walked all over Asia. I was in Greece seven months ago and I was completely amazed by the ground that St. Paul covered on his feet. His feet on the slippery deck of sinking ships. His feet crossing creeks and rivers torn by rocks. His feet standing there in Philippi. the archaeological digs and the unearthed prison that Paul was in, I wept as I thought of Paul, passionate about Jesus, committed to the death for Jesus. They cut his head off in Rome and separated his head from his body. The only way that they could stop him from preaching 
the only way they could stop those beautiful feet. And how about your feet? You see, feet are beautiful when they take the good news about Jesus to friends. Feet are beautiful, mom and dad, when you bring your babies to church, your teenagers. Even though they say they don't want to go, they're not the boss. As long as they're underneath your roof, eating bread with Nutella. As long as they're eating your food, they got to come to church. They don't want it, they could leave. There's a big world out there and they'll come crawling back when they're 23 years old. They'll come crawling back when they're 24 to make the reconciliation. I need money. Not do anything. Paul says he'll do anything. Even if you have to negotiate. Christ. How beautiful are those feet that are relentless. That are restless for their kids. Not just missionaries. But next week is Missionary Sunday. Missionary Sunday. How will they hear? Listen. Pay attention, pay attention. One billion Chinese have not heard about Jesus. One billion communists have not heard about Jesus. They won't let our missionaries in unless you're an engineer, unless you're an English teacher. One billion Muslim and Hindus and Buddhists. One billion do not. That's three billion. One billion people in our two-thirds worlds have not heard the name of Jesus. Six hundred million Christians who don't know Jesus. So do you think we've put a dent into the darkness of this world? We haven't even touched the surface. And Jesus said, until this message is preached to the uttermost parts of the earth, will I come back and set things straight. So people, it's not all on us. It's partly on us. But how many of you know how many of us in here know people that in our family and friendship group and community that need to know the deliverance power of the gospel? Raise your hand with me if you know those people. Our work is not done yet, but we support the missionaries that go where we can't go with your money and my money. How shall they preach if they're not sent? And how shall they be sent if someone doesn't open their wallet to send them to places where they will die for the gospel? Manny, I've been carrying this $100 bill around in my pocket. And I just don't want to give it up. You know, and 
and, and my wife and I have supported missions for years. Two of our main missionaries have died. One of our missionaries called and said, do not text us to Egypt. They're watching the computers. And I said, and plus above that $100, see, I'm just feeling guilty because I was holding it back. And, and, and if I'm not going to give, we give every month big time. Big time. Before we retired, 500 a month emissions. And we had to cut it down now because we're getting old. But I'm going to challenge you, church. Next Sunday is Missions Giving Sunday. You have beautiful feet. Don't let them turn ugly next Sunday. Yeah, don't get cold feet. Thank you, Pastor Josh. No, there's nothing like cold, ugly feet. Hide that extra toe if you have to. What are you laughing at? But is everybody getting the word?